This episode of The Sleazy Podcast is brought to you in part by ShopNerdKO.com. That's ShopNerdKO.com. Your home for all things nerdy. Welcome to The Sleazy Podcast. The podcast about anything and everything, but mostly TV and movies. And now it's time to get sleazy. It's time to get sleazy indeed. This is episode 128 of the Sleazy Podcast. I am your host, Sleazy, joined tonight by Mr. PBS. Hey, yo. Hey, yo, indeed. And sitting in for Rob Zilla is Ned over there, ladies and gentlemen. Give give Ned a round of applause, would you? Dead Ned. He's here, he's dead, and he's still making time. What can you say about that? That's commitment. And joining us live from the Chicagoland area, Hot Sauce. Playing with the beautiful hair, dude. You're like turning into a troll. (laughs) I'm trying like hell. You're getting the beard, and then you're putting your hair up like a troll? I haven't been told I have to cut it yet. (laughs) When's that Which coming? I think I'm kind of just left to my own devices on that because I don't ever, I don't care if she gets her hair cut or how she does it. So I think she's kind of the same way. Will you have to do it for like some family function or something at some point? Probably. I don't think so, just because we don't have any family here or anything. So, no, I guess you're off the hook for a while until you travel back home, right. anyways. But I don't think I even have anything planned. All right. All right. So, we, we were just here two weeks ago, and uh, there, there's no Robzilla today. We'll play his excuse a little later on. <laughs> but uh, so first on the board, we have some sad news. The two-time Hall of Famer, the bad guy, Scott Hall, passed away. A.K.A. Razor Ramon. A.K.A. Razor Ramon. The bad guy. One of the outsiders. Uh, founding member of the New World Order and WCW. Um, but it's kind of sad because he just got his shit together. He he had a very bad time in his life after, you know, wrestling kind of washed up for him and was hooked on some pills mm-hmm. and he was an alcoholic. And uh, with the help with some friends, uh, y- you know, he, he got back on his feet and he was doing really well. Yeah, there was some uh, some tough videos out there from him from yeah. years ago. Like, was he the one they like? He couldn't even walk to the ring; they had to put him yeah. in a wheelchair or whatever. Well, that promoter flew him in, and they saw how the way he was. Yeah, and there, there's that one where he was like super, super either oh, yeah. drunk or out of it or whatever, wasted. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the dude was didn't know where he was half the time, you know. But uh, so it's real. It's a real sort of triumph the way he came back and got everything together. Oh yeah, the last few years of his life or whatever. Um, kind of made it back into the wrestling community and very beloved from all the reactions yeah, oh, I'm seeing. Yeah. yeah. Piece of piece of our childhood here, Razor Ramon. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I think of Razor Ramon or Scott Hall in as much as he did in WCW, you think of Scott Hall, you think of Razor Ramon, and you think of the latter match. The match with Shawn Michaels that was at WrestleMania. Well he actually had two SummerSlam. he had a SummerSlam and a WrestleMania. Was SummerSlam the first one. I always forget, but I think it was. I think yeah, that's what I'm thinking. 
They were both really good. One, Wrestle- was, one was better than the other, but they were both really good. The WrestleMania one, I think, was where they unified them. Yeah, like the, I think that's the one where he's got like the two belts he's holding yeah, up and yeah, all that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, you think of that match, that ladder match, it was the first of its kind, wasn't it? I think it was like the first big one. Like, you know, WWFE the, the, likes to the pump first that stuff WWF up. WWF one. Anyways. Yeah, so that was like the first big one. I think um, it's even, I think Bret Hart told a story like he wanted to do it. Oh, but, wow. But he couldn't do it or they couldn't fit it in or they didn't want to let him do it or something. So that's, to this day, I mean, that that's still match, a classic ladder match. That match changed the trajectory of professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it changed WWE or WWF, whatever we want to call it. Um, as far as like, you know, upping the ante and mm-hmm. giving people a, something a little bit more to for their money, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, from I mean, there's a whole pay per view now, tables, ladders, and match once a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's tables, still, ladders, it's, and chairs. Sorry, it's That's still one of those things. It's like when somebody tells you, "Oh yeah, they're doing a cage match." You're like, "Wow, a cage match? Yeah. They're doing a ladder match? Oh, they're doing a ladder match? They're okay, doing a ladder match." And I mean, since then, people have taken it to the next level. <laughs> But back then, that was like a holy shit, this is awesome type yeah. match. And it that was, was the beginning of the evolution of the extreme. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, I mean, it paved the way for guys like Mick Foley. And, well, I mean, he was still doing crazy shit at the time. It, they were getting there. It really but it was like, oh, the ante. a guy like Mick Foley can make it now since these guys are doing something crazy, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, man. Uh, there's, I, th- I think this, there's the story, like there's a... Uh, behind the scenes story that for one of those matches there was only one ladder in the entire arena oh wow so if they had like screwed up the ladder accidentally they i know <laughs> the ladder they used is shorter than the ladder they they use now right now they got like three different they got like yeah. the little ladder and the super tall ass ladder but man i mean it's always sad when somebody goes because then you look back and you realize how much they did mm-hmm. for their um their their area of work, you mm-hmm. know, or, you know, their area of art and man, Scott Hall was just, and you look at all the good things he did for like kids and stuff like that. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think you shared that video of him on like whatever the Jerry Springer, it was Jer- Jerry uh, spin off was or whatever, Springer, yeah. where he shows up and he's talking to the kid with cancer or whatever. And I think it was Jerry Springer. Actually, I was getting all teary eyed during that one. And you know, <laughs> he, he kind of like told him like, don't give up, you know, yeah. but well, it was really cool to see him keep up the razor Ramon kind of gimmick, whatever, but he he made it so real at the same time, you know? So that was really, he definitely did. So, uh, inspirational. We'll say that, (laughs) but I mean, nothing beats his hall of fame speech where he finally got clean and, you know, looking good. I think that, Oh yeah. Everybody was there that he, the click and all that. Oh yeah. The entire click was there and he gave this amazing speech. They've been sharing this clip like a million times. Oh yeah. It always gets me a little watery eyed. And, (laughs) I mean, just the way he ended it was just so great because it was totally him. Right. But I don't know if I have it on here. Hold on one second. But my uh, when I'd watch wrestling when I was younger, my dad would always, he wouldn't like imitate Razor Ramon, but he'd quote him. So he'd always talk about oozing machismo. And that was always like, hmm. Oozing the good bad guy. The yeah. bad guy everybody liked. Yep. I didn't know this. I shared it in the group earlier this week, but he had the very first segment on the very first Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Because he came out uh, to be interviewed by McMahon when McMahon was still the announcer and all that. And that was really cool. Yeah, there's just so much. Like I said, there's just so much that the guy 
gave to the company. When he really like, like that, that's, I'll always think of him as Razor Ramon, but he had that whole second act as Scott Hall, the outsiders NWO that's in its way. I mean, just as big and influential really. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't have the video on here, but I did post a uh, little artwork there or whatever. And it said, hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. <laughs> and, the, you know, when he says that, the crowd goes nuts. Yeah, yeah. And he's got his toothpick in his mouth, and it's just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember um, on on a lot of the uh, wrestling video games from around, like, 2000 or whatever, you could, you, you could create your own wrestler and have, like, the taunts or whatever. Right. And I think my wrestler always had, like, the taunt where he, like, you know, does the thing with his arms like the it's over well have you ever seen like some of his um you know obviously when he was at the end of his career where he uh would wrestle in the indies i've seen some of those yeah did you see where he came out to the the, those. the fuji the song? for ecw yeah, ready or not yeah. yeah like man the dude is just he was fucking cool man <laughs> like, the, like there's no other way around it but one thing i do did think was interesting when he re- finally got into recovery was he talked about when he was a bouncer, uh, he, mm-hmm. he had PTSD from where he accidentally killed a guy. That's on, uh, one of they, they released the, the DVD a couple years ago. I have it here somewhere. Yeah, I've got, I've got it. I've got it too. The razor's edge, the razor's edge, where it's like his little documentary and his, yeah. some of his best matches. And he talked about basically killing a guy as a bouncer. Yeah. Something Is that like, on the WWE network on Peacock. Probably uh, is. I don't know if it is or isn't. I I know the the Blu-ray that I have is a WWE. Blu-ray. Yeah, it's probably on there somewhere. But, but like they, they go back to the club and everything. It's it's a hell of a watch. I'll and tell you. You, that you can right tell now. like it definitely wasn't his fault, but he still feels bad about it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he got cleared. Yeah. Yeah, but he still feels like he killed the dude. Yeah. He felt like a piece of shit afterwards. <laughs> and I mean, he he talks about how that was the he didn't know why he was drinking and taking pills, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously, you know, pain probably does a little bit in that with wrestling, but there was some hidden grief big time from that. That was causing him to, you know, be the, the, you know, user and abuser that he was, Mm -hmm. I guess you could say. A lot of those wrestlers were in the Uh, nineties. All all those old school dudes have problems. They were all fucked up, but it didn't help when the doctors that were with the companies would just write them prescriptions. Right. You know, it's like I, I listened to a Buff Bagwell interview on Stone Cold's podcast years ago, and this is, you know, him going, I shit you not, Steve, I've had 15 DUIs and none of them have been from alcohol. <laughs> like They're just pill-popping motherfuckers yeah. that got hooked on it from <laughs> these doctors, you know? But, uh, you know, rest in peace, Scott Hall. Yeah, glad, glad he got that. I'm so glad that, you know. Come he, back later in life. He... he he redeemed himself and he got to go in the hall of fame and uh you know he, obviously his son wrestles so he got to work with his son you know yeah, okay um i don't know whatever happened to his son though i don't know if he's still wrestling or not I'm not sure i know that's what they they were waiting for the family and everything last week when yeah. they, it all went down and i felt really bad for uh kevin nash yeah kevin nash posted that really heartfelt like yeah, instagram heart, post or whatever it was well it was heartbreaking yeah. what it was i mean he was like this is the one guy that I've almost spent my entire adult life with. Yeah. And he's gone. I'm going to have to learn how to live my life without him now, you know? Mm. And that, I mean, that sucks to, to, to lose somebody that close to you like that. But, you know, hopefully, 
you know, they realize they they take the positive away from everything. There's been, I mean, there's been so many great comments and yeah. stories from people. Oh yeah, about him. You know, and, I don't think uh, I've seen a bad one on the bunch. <laughs> no, no, and that and that and that's like one of the things that I've seen pop up the most. As shitty as Scott could be at times, he was still a great dude. And uh, I mean, that's what his uh, you know impressions have been left with. You know, I, I think uh, Bret Hart put out a post. Uh, on Instagram or whatever saying, you know, he didn't know Scott Hall that great, but he was a great worker. Yeah. Saw something from like Scotty too hotty saying like, uh, he helped him out back in the day when he, he was still kind of a nobody for the most part. Oh yeah. Yeah. The dude was a great dude. I mean, hands down, (laughs) but, uh, moving on. Well, I tried Pepsi Nitro this morning, found some at Walmart the other day. (laughs) Looked like hot sauce tried it too, and hot sauce <laughs> tried it. He, I told him where it was, so he ordered some off of uh, Walmart. I, I'm not a fan, dude. I'm just not a fan. It no, it doesn't taste like Pepsi. I don't think. Um, it was it tasted flat. I, they say that it, the nitro infusion gives it a smoother. It was flat. That's why it's smooth. There's no carbonation. Right, right. And like I was, I was telling Mr. PBS. When I drink a Pepsi, I look forward to that carbonation, you know, just the way it tastes and, uh, you know, it just influences that Pepsi taste just a little bit. But this just, I mean, I don't know if it even tasted like Pepsi, but. uh, Did you have the vanilla or the regular? I had the regular. Um, I haven't tried the vanilla yet. I don't know if I'm going to try it. I might just give it to somebody. (laughs) Well, I got four packs, so I got seven more to drink. (laughs) (laughs) No, I ended up, I had a couple, I don't know, maybe four swigs of it. And then I was like, you know what? I'd rather have a Coke Zero. And I got up and dumped it down the drain and got a Coke Zero. I was like, <laughs> fuck it, you know? I don't like Pepsi anyway, so that's probably part of the issue. I prefer Coke over Pepsi. I, I actually love Pepsi. But here, I've been on this Coke Zero thing, man. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, Coke puts something addictive in their fucking pop. <laughs> Whether it's Diet Coke or this Coke Zero, there's something addictive in there. And, I mean, well, you saw me when we used to work together in the stores. That was your that was your moment of zen for the afternoon is to sit down and have your little lunch or whatever. I'd have a Diet fucking Coke. Diet Coke and some chocolate chip cookies. And it calmed me down like a motherfucker. Like, it was weird. Like, if, if I didn't have it right on time, I was not fucking happy. <laughs> I was going off, and I was like, just don't fucking talk to me. I got to get my Diet Coke. That was from working around Chris. Chris had that effect on people. <laughs> well, no, I, I well, he was long gone by then. By then, yeah. Yeah, by oh. then. But uh, <laughs> now he did have that kind of effect on people, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would get uh, he would get stressed and be like, oh, got to get out of here and go get some fast food. <laughs> Him and Rocky sitting upstairs in the old ECR room together, just fucking stewing in each other's shit, getting everybody pissed off within a ten mile radius. <laughs> Those were the days, man. Have the radio up full blast, talking shit, ready for Friday to come. Well, they were not me. I'd be there. Get you to your diet coke. It's all you needed. Yep. But that man, there's just something about it. I was like, I remember one time I was like, when I have my diet coke, I feel like Taylor Swift in that fucking commercial. (laughs) Fireworks are going off. I'm in my happy place. (laughs) But um, yeah, so if you want to try Pepsi Nitro, I don't recommend it. Are we going to get a video out of it from Hot Sauce? I think we should, dude. We should put it on TikTok. Um, get a Pepsi Nitro challenge. 
No, I can't, dude. I'll fucking be up till six in the morning from the caffeine. From the first <laughs> one. Nah, do it. It's, it's quarter after eight here. If I, I'll be up all night anyway from the first one. Do it like tomorrow or something, and you know, like fall down and have a seizure or something in your uh, yard. I'll do it Sunday when my wife's in Chicago for the um the, the St. Patty's Day Shamrock Race thing. They got. Oh, okay. Yeah. She's running in that. Uh, I don't think it's just a volunteer thing. Oh, okay. All right. So when I um when she's gone, I'll do it. So my heart starts palpitating and I fall out. <laughs> He'll be here to save me. You'll just, you just be laying out by the pool and she'll be like, what happened yeah. to him? Well, I'll be in the house. It's fucking raining. I ain't even got the pool uncovered yet. It's gonna, I was going to ask if you dyed the pool green for St. Patty's Day. It's probably fucking green already from all the algae <laughs> and shit in it. It's still got the cover on it. That's hilarious. Um, all right. So we talked about Scott Hall. Uh, we talked about Pepsi Nitro. Hey, let me jump back to Scott Hall real quick. Yeah, Living on it. a razor's edge, the Scott Hall story is on Peacock. Nice. Watch that shit, then. It is on Peacock. Yeah, WWE does some good documentaries. Oh, like yeah, that. their documentaries are the shit. But this this one is legit. It's legit good. You'll have a good time watching it. Mm-hmm. And you'll have an even more better appreciation for Scott Hall when you get done with it. It's really, it's really great to look up like older Scott Hall matches because he had like this fluffy brown almost curly hair to see him go to that mm-hmm. razor ramon look. oh yeah you realize that probably wouldn't fly today this this guy from like maryland where he was born pretending to be you know a puerto rican <laughs> cuban you know tony montana whatever yeah, whatever he was going through <laughs> going for going through so, some of those early promos where he's really landed on thing you're like whoa hey man man hey man chico <laughs> man, so where in the world is robzilla that's what i want to know that's did we did we send him to Ukraine for some live updates? I don't know. I don't know if he'll. I don't even know if he'll answer us. To we be should we should have got him to. Uh, we need we need an interview from Putin, so we're sending putting Rosal on the case. He hiding in the bunker with Zelensky. <laughs> oh, you know what? I can just call him on my phone. I forgot all about that. I've got the phone hooked up Bluetooth, mm-hmm. so I always forget that. Oh, let's see here. Robzilla down on the farm. Oh, that's Instagram. We don't want Instagram. Okay, let me get my shit together here. Robert. I always forget that we don't have whatchamacallit hooked, you know, our names oh, yeah, on our yeah. regular thing. Like in the group, we have our nicknames. Hello. Hello. Oh, shit. What's up? Is this Robzilla? Yes, it is, sir. How are you doing today? I'm hanging in there, you guys. What? I'm hanging in there. How about you guys? We're doing good. We're just wondering where the fuck you're at. Uh, watching the old man. Watching the old man. And Can you tell everybody who the old man is? Old man Brownie, the 12-year-old diabetic blind fear aggressive dog so for our listeners here he can't come out you know you know he had to li- list off every medical condition the dog has mm-hmm. they got to he's got high blood pressure and mm-hmm. a lazy eye he's got a uh, mm-hmm. large prostate too <laughs> so he pees all the time if if, all the time. if robzilla had to um 
massage the prostate after the diabetic uh, injections, would he do it? I don't think he would. Uh, that's, yeah, he would. That's, too far. that's where he draws the line. That's where, you're draw- that's yeah. where you're drawing the line? What time did you I'm wake like, up this morning with that dog? Uh, I usually wake up at 5 o'clock or like 4.45. And then he'll wake me up about 1 o'clock to go out and eat. He wakes you up. Yeah, he'll walk over and he'll nudge my arm. He doesn't, he, wake, he doesn't wake the actual owner of it up. Uh, he kind of tries to, but then he'll come right over to me and wake me up. Because like, he, kn- he like nudges my arm like super hard. Probably because he knows you'll do you'll you'll get him out. He's got he's got Robzilla on a short leash. Yeah, he does. Well, he's I just right next, I wanted everybody to know why you didn't make the recording. I know. After I this know. whole shit. since the turn of New Year's, he's had this this great motivation like oh just into podcasting we're gonna keep going we're gonna get this together you know we're, we're taking this places and then he doesn't show up can't believe he wouldn't show up for the scott hall tribute show yeah i know we just we just spent 10 minutes talking about scott hall rest in peace razor yep rest in peace, rest in peace bad guy rest in peace but man that they've been showing that clip of you know that speech of his uh, introduction to the hall of fame gets me every time oh yeah it's a good, it's a good yeah, heartfelt uh, ending to that speech. Is. I mean, at least he, at least you know, he cleaned up and went on good terms. So I mean, oh yeah, he's with good terms with everybody. So I mean, that was a, a R- remember, Robzilla. Bad times don't last, but bad, bad guys, guys do. do. That's right. So don't worry. Eventually, eventually, that dog will find the 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 rainbow bridge or whatever they call it where dogs go. The farm upstate. <clears throat> And you won't have to get up at 1 a.m. and then 5 a.m. Well, you'll probably still get up he's at 5 a.m. His head's next to the phone listening to you. Panting really hard. <laughs> oh, is, is he having a panic attack now? Uh, no, he's not having a panic attack. He's just like next. Did he's you, been clinging to me all night. Did you, did you list that as a, a health condition when you, when you introduced Brownie to the show? Yes. No, I didn't know. Oh, okay. No. So... <laughs> Fucking Rob, dude. It's not even his goddamn dog. Do you guys take like the same amount of insulin? Uh no, I take more. He takes less. <laughs> he takes less. Well, obviously he doesn't weigh as much as you. Do, is, well, do you take the, the same type of insulin? Isn't there different types of insulin? It, it there is, but I I think because it's called Vetsulin, but I think it's almost the same brand or same close to that as like Humalog. I take so if you were out and you really needed a shot, could you just steal brownies? You might, you might just, have to just use it to top yours off, you know? Yeah, might have to top it off, brownie, and save my life. You'd hear that like wind up thing that Rob has, like where it dials in the dosage. You'd be like, Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like, Rob's fucking shooting up, like, like fucking adrenaline. I'll never forget when we were in O'Charlie's and Rob was shooting up. And the waiter stopped by. He's like, "Oh my god, my brother's a diabetic. I feel for you." I was like, "Oh fuck my life." Rob was <laughs> like, "Yeah, it's it, it is what it is, you know." Do you have a pump? No, I don't. I I haven't. I might talk to my uh, endocrinologist about a pump. I don't know. I guess I have a fear of like, <laughs> like if I don't have like the extra like um, plastic like cord like wrapped up, I'm gonna catch on something and rip the shit out of me. Mm, that know, might happen. Anything. Yeah, so rip it I right out of you. Yeah, you have to go. Then you have to go to the emergency room. That'd be another bill. Exactly. Fuck it. I might just say, just fucking shoot me on the table and just get it over with at that point. 
I, I feel you, man. <laughs> I rather get shot and not have to pay a fucking ER bill. <laughs> right? They're, it's terrible. And then you yeah. don't know who you got to fucking pay. There's all exactly. kinds of doctors what coming after you. <laughs> How about this? How about I just say, fuck my credit and just not pay you? I don't care. Nah, you don't want to do yeah. that. Oh, I know, but. Credit is king. All right, buddy. Well, we'll let you go with Brownie. Is there anything you, you want to talk about while you're on here? Um, No, just uh, just make sure you come out to the Columbus Toy Show on Sunday. Um, I yeah, that's right. From 8 o'clock to 4, I think, right? I think it's like 8 to 3, maybe. Yeah. See Robzilla in person. You can see Robzilla in person. I'll be there, too. Yep, Robzilla and Pleasley in the flesh. And then I think... Uh, uh, Chuckles is coming or whatever. Uh, Jason, yeah, I think he said he's going to see us there. So yeah, so I think Jason's going to help out too. Person. Yeah, we'll be running the Nerdco merch booth. If anybody's yeah, interested, so come get some merchandise, get some autographs from Pleasley and Zilla. And I'm not just, signing uh, autographs. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't I sign autographs. I'm a prick. I, well, I, I expect I to either see Rob Zilla or uh, Jason get a, a sleeper hold from Brutus, Brutus Beefcake. That's right. Uh, there I is some w, WWF legends coming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. The ones you know when he really wants to meet. But, Brutus is cool. Um, I, know, I was like, I always had the scissors on my hand, like, yeah, I'm going to cut someone's hair. <laughs> I, don't know, I, I don't know who's going to be there, to be honest with you. Is it Brutus? And, it's Brutus the Barber Beefcake, uh, Greg Valentine. Oh, okay. Oh, I bet Valentine. he looks rough. Oh, he's got to look rough. He looked rough back in the day. I bet he looks rough. And I thought there were uh, one or two Star Wars-related people, something like that. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Well, if you really, really need to know the information, go to ctspromotions.com, and they'll have all yeah. the info on there for you. But is yeah, that all you got to say, Rob? Yep, that was it. All right, buddy. Well, enjoy your night with Brownie. Make sure you do some homework. Watch something while you're sitting there with him. Yeah, I'm actually going to start up the um, the boys, uh, the animated show. Um, I'm going to try that out. No, oh, I bet you got a boner for that. that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, then I got to watch uh, Nightmare Alley because I did watch Power of the Dogs. I got to watch Nightmare Alley and see which one I'd like better. Yeah, Kyle was just asking me if I'd watch that, and I, I was like, no, nah, I haven't watched it yet. I I mean, Power of the Dog, I, I agree with Hot Sauce that I can see why it's for best movie, but Jesus Christ, I could just fucking sell a suit to that movie. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you're not here. Ned's filling in for you. Everybody say hello to my oh, man, right. Ned. Well, hope he doesn't fall over dead. You know, he's all just bones. Anyway. You know, actually, he looks, he's holding that chair up just like you would. I mean, he's sitting in the awesome. same way that you would sit. I mean, he's he's working it. He's been, he's been taking notes. Yeah. He's got everything listed that I'm asking him for, and he's ready to go. But got all right, got Rob. Shirt on. We will talk to you all later. Right. Yep. All right, man. No, I will not submit how the phone call was. Thank you very much, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so Robzilla, where on the earth is Robzilla? Robzilla's at home sitting with the diabetic dog. Dog sitting. Yeah, uh, dog sitting for the dog that isn't his. That requires nonstop attention. Non-stop. Non-stop. It can't be left alone, not for a second, or it freaks out. It'll have a heart attack. You think the dog, like, uh, watch it no more. 
think I think think the dog's got to sit on uh, Zilla's lap like when he's using the bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, ma- I imagine like Rob Zilla slipping into a, a bathtub full of water and he's just got the dog on his chest. Well, don't dogs taking a bath together? Don't dogs like typically want to go in the bathroom with you because they think you're part of their pack and they want to protect you? Protect you? Rex don't give a fuck. <laughs> he didn't get that uh that uh inherited down to him. He was like, fuck that. He dude. ain't got no lab in him, but he ain't got nothing that makes him want to go in the bathroom either. <laughs> he was like, I hope he dies while he takes a shit. <laughs> as, long, as long as he's under that blanket when it's cold out. That's all he wants. All right, we ready for some crazy news? You got it, Mr. PBS? Uh, yeah, what do you want to... Uh, you start off with what you want. You start off with whatever article you want and end with whatever article you want. Okay, let me, let me get in the... Uh, I'm totally tossing that over to you. Have you noticed get, get that? Getting a thread here. <laughs> Uh, let's let's do uh some uh some of the some of the bigger news first. So uh, this one's from the Hollywood Reporter. Black Panther director Ryan Coogler mistaken for bank robber. Uh oh. So Black Panther director Ryan Coogler was mistaken for a bank robber at an Atlanta branch of Bank of America, and was briefly handcuffed before local police officers realized he was quote never in the wrong. The Atlanta Police Department admitted that Coogler's detention was a case of mistaken identity, and Bank of America said it had apologized to the Hollywood director. Coogler, in turn, had accepted that apology. This situation should never have happened, however. Bank of America worked with me and addressed it to my satisfaction, and we have moved on, quoted Coogler. Said in a statement obtained by The Hollywood Reporter, an Atlanta police report also obtained by the... uh, THR recounts how on January 7th, 2022, Coogler and two associates parked outside the bank in a running car were briefly detained by officers called to the scene. That call was uh, prompted by Coogler having innocently given a female bank teller a withdrawn sleep slip with uh, with note written on the back of the withdrawn slip to be discreet when handing him the cash. <laughs> the report adds that Coogler, who had a California state identification license and a Bank of America account card in hand, asked for more than $10,000. The bank teller then received an alert notification from Mr. Kugler's account and quickly advised her manager that suspect number three, Kugler, in attempting, is attempting to rob the bank. 911 was alerted and responded. The police report states, as police units arrived on the scene, they discovered a black Lexus SUV outside the bank with its engine running and two passengers, a woman and man, seated inside. The duo told the police officers they, they were waiting for Kugler, who was making a money transaction inside of the bank, and he is a movie producer. But when they were asked for a description of Kugler and what he was wearing, it matched the description of the male suspect that is attempting to rob the Bank of America. And the officers placed both car passengers in the back of a city of Atlanta marked patrol vehicle without handcuffing them. Uh-oh. The police incident report also describes Kugler, who by then was considered a suspect, being taken out of the bank by two officers in handcuffs. But as the investigation continued, the attending officers concluded Coogler had been mistaken for a bank robber. It was determined later by Sergeant Fernandez that the incident is a mistake by Bank of America and that Mr. Coogler was never in the wrong and was immediately taken out of the handcuff and the suspects number one and number two was taken out from the rear of the patrol vehicle, the report reads. Mr. Coogler, as well as suspect number one and number two, was given an explanation of the incident as well as an apology for the mistake by Bank of America. Mr. Coogler requested the name as well as the badge number for all the officers on scene, the report adds. Bank of America, in a statement obtained by THR, said, We deeply regret that this incident occurred. It never should have happened, and we apologize to Mr. Coogler. Body camera footage later published by TMZ shows the two officers approaching and handcuffing Coogler inside the bank before leading him outside Coogler is seen telling the officers he was only trying to take money out of his account and that he had all of his identification. 
lose. If you just if you just run my name, you'll understand why you should take me off these cuffs. He tells the officers, directing them to a name badge he is wearing as he is like landed to film the Black Panther sequel. Just like, put me in Google. Like like they know that he's just run my the name. Ryan Coogler. Just run my name through the police uh, the police thingy, Majiggy. You got <laughs> it'll it'll tell you that I'm the director of the Black Panther. It, it, it's there. Trust me. It's on my public records. In further conversation with another officer, he explains that he wrote the note to be, quote, discreet, so the teller would not say out loud the withdrawal amount for his own safety. That's the reason why we're out here, and that's the reason why we detained everybody, responded the officer, because we didn't know exactly what was going on. You know, here's the thing. If you're going to make a withdrawal more than a couple thousand dollars... I believe the actual figure was 12000 Yeah. If you're going to make a withdrawal... Of a large amount of money, such as twelve thousand dollars, you should probably call ahead and ask to speak to the bank manager so he can have your information and set aside a meeting mm-hmm. in a private room where nobody sees they're counting the money and nobody sees you taking the amount of cash. So it just looks like you just had a meeting. It is kind of a it's odd story. It's that- really weird that he passed a note. Like, I mean, I get it. We all make mistakes and. Uh, should they have handcuffed him or anything like that? I don't know. I don't think so. They they could have just honestly asked some questions and gotten to the root of well, it. Well, you can you can watch that body camera footage, and there's one one of the guys officers behind him. He pulls that gun out pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, they don't know anything. All they know is that the bank is getting robbed. Yeah. And you know, nowadays everybody's got a mask on and sunglasses, mm-hmm. and you know, you're not supposed to wear all that stuff into the bank to begin right. with. In general times, yeah. In general times, yeah. Uh, in pandemic times, they probably loosened up a little bit on their their hat restrictions and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I gotta think, man. He's a well educated dude. Like, why the thought of like not calling the bank ever and setting a meeting up? The uh, it 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 made it sound like elsewhere that maybe he's done this before. Yeah, because in the body cam footage, you can hear him talking about he ha- he has to pay some healthcare worker that takes care of one of his yeah. relatives or something, and they get paid in cash they prefer cash yeah and that's so, that's fine it is what it is you get it you go in there you don't you don't want to make everything public like hey this guy's just about I to walk out with twelve thousand dollars what's that i prefer tax evasion too right that's all that is <laughs> it's simpler that way yeah and yeah, yeah i would like, like you, to like you said cash so like, i don't have to claim it you could just kind of call ahead and be like hey i, I need a room for a, a withdrawal or something like that You'd, yeah and they the bank would they would totally kiss his ass once they looked his account information up and saw that he's a multimillionaire and, you know, he's the director of Black Panther. And, uh, but, yeah, it's just it's so odd. Like, And I think, well, even the bank said the teller. The teller's the one who really kind of messed up because yeah. he, had, he had the note, which, yeah, it's a, bit, she said it's a bit weird. The, but the account was flagged or something, too. Well, he had well, he had his he had his ID and he had his bank card and all that. So I think it was – and maybe they said the teller was new-ish. Yeah. So I mean, it really hey, kind of – it happens stemmed though. from that really you know when people rob banks nowadays they don't run in with guns and say stick them up they just go up to the cashier and put a note down yeah i mean that's really all you have to do is because that's what they're trying to do just give them the money and you know a new person would freak you know might freak out over seeing that not knowing that this is his typical routine right we've all we've all seen the movie where the <laughs> the bank robber just hands the teller a note and that's it <laughs> right hey we've seen it on the news yeah so actual footage of these people. I've watched the fucking video of it after having worked loss prevention for the last 12 years. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it's just not the brightest idea to, to do that. He, I, I hope from now on that he just calls ahead and gets a, a 
office setup. Right. They do it in the back, and nobody, not like that, do it, do it, but you know, they uh, work the the transaction out in the the back room, and then he's that teller fucked up. Yeah, oh, she yeah. fucked up. She definitely when, did. Uh, my initial impression was that why the fuck would you? And I think I said that why the fuck would you write a note? But when I saw the body cam footage and you see the cops talking to her, and she's like, he gave me this note and his ID matched and he had the pin number and he had the debit card. I'm just like, then why the fuck would well, you? Yeah, call why the would police? you trigger the? Yeah, why would you call the fucking police and say you're getting robbed? Like, I mean. You know, my first reaction when it says, you know, da da da, handed the note, I'm immediately like, why the fuck wouldn't you call? Why the fuck would you not call ahead? It but just, then when you see the body cam, it, I guess it's one of those things, judging without having the whole. Right. You know, the, the what I saw really made me change how I felt about it. You know, because uh-huh. it was just like, why would, I mean, he gave her a fucking withdrawal slip. He had written a note on the back of it. How many people like, rob their own accounts, too? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and she and the cops like, is this a note he gave you? And she's like, yeah. And like you see the cop reading the note, and he's like, okay. And he had ID. She's yeah, like, yeah. I mean, I guess it like was his ID. What if he was like mute, you know, like and he couldn't talk, and that was his way of communicating right. with them, like, hey, this is what she I need. Fucked up. I mean, I fucked up before. She's fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. A, it's just a colossal, weird event that happened. And yeah, she probably. Lost, I wonder if she lost her job. She's got to lose her job over that. I don't know for sure. I think I, I wonder know. what they did to accommodate him after that. You know, I mean, and, well, as far as he's concerned, like he says, it's it, they they dealt with it. We're we're, we're, we're cool. Yeah, I we're mean, straight. So like, but then I, once the news gets it, they get to run with it and make it a big deal. So they yeah. got something to talk about. Because it sounds like they they did something to make him happy. You know, apology mm-hmm. uh, apology wise. So I'm, I'm just wondering what they did. Like, did they like? Oh, she's fired. You don't have to deal with that again. You come in here and hand us any note you want. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully I, you think just a sincere apology, but like, yeah, we, we really messed up on that one. <laughs> I bet they made her personally apologize to him, too. But it, I, nobody should have been handcuffed, I don't think. But it, it, from a cop's perspective, all they knew was robbery in, a, in place. Right. So they come in there, you know, guns blazing. But thankfully not guns blazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't they didn't shoot anybody. Thankfully, you know, that would have been tragic. And, you know, no one, no one wants to deal with that. You know, I'm sorry. We don't want to hear any more, you know, these shootings that shouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. It just shouldn't happen nowadays, you know, but we don't live in a perfect world. So it is what it is. But luckily nobody was hurt in this instance. And, uh, you know, everybody is uh, taken care of. He got his money. He's happy. It sounds like it sounds like just. He's going to make a complaint on the cops, you know, obviously, which, hey, it's it's his right. Who cares? That's between him and the cops now. So uh, what's uh, what's the next we got going on? Okay, Hot Sauce sent this one out. I don't think I've actually read through the whole thing yet, but I looked at the, uh, the headline last week. So this is uh, Lorraine, assistant fire chief, arrested, accused of attacking neighbor and hitting his dog with axe. Uh, the headline has in bold graphic. Do you think he... You think he was like, I am Thor. Lorraine, Ohio. Caught on camera, it was neighbor against neighbor as an argument quickly escalated into a violent attack. That's that's a good lead-in line there. violent attack. A dog was hit with an axe, and Lorraine's assistant fire chief was arrested and accused of a brutal assault on his next-door neighbor and one-time friend. There's a payback angle here. 19 News has received permission to use two videos that show how Wednesday's attack played out in 
Brownhelm Township in Lorraine County. According to the victim who asked not to be identified, the incident occurred before noon on Gorge Gore Orphanage Road, not far from Vermilion, and began while he was sleeping after working a 16-hour shift. In one video, you can see the victim walk out to his driveway, and you see his next-door neighbor, Lorraine's assistant fire chief, uh, Matthew Hamolia, walk towards him. As the victim says to his neighbor, hey, I apologize, the accused lunges in. wonder why, what he apologized for. As the victim says to his neighbor, hey, I apologize. Maybe, maybe he took a shit in his yard. <laughs> and he blamed it on the dog? Yeah. The accused lunges into him body slamming him against his car and then throws Holy the victim to the concrete while appearing to forcefully hold him down and steadily cursing at him. Amolia said, I am not expletive around. I told you I will expletive you up. Don't expletive ever talk to me like that expletive. <laughs> After holding the victim down for a time, Amolia gets up and walks away for a few seconds and comes back to shove the victim against his car again. The victim said his neighbor allegedly threatened to kill his dogs, saying they attacked his dog who allegedly was in the victim's yard. That's when the suspect came to the victim's garage area, and that's when the tail of the tape told the rest of the story. In a second video, the violence continues as you see the accused walk back to his neighbor's property to his garage with what appears to be an axe in hand. Holy shit. Then you hear a blood-curdling bark and yelp from one of the victim's German shepherds. But, but it wasn't until after the victim called the Lorraine County Sheriff's Department for help that he realized there was blood inside his garage. He tells 19 News he was horrified to learn his dogs were also brutally attacked. Ooh. The Lorraine County man said his male German shepherd, Thor, is the one you hear. Thor. The one you hear with make the heart-stopping bark. The dog was crouched in his garage in pain after allegedly being hit in the head with the blunt side of an axe and left bleeding. Jesus. German shepherd, Hella, was allegedly kicked by the suspect, and you see her bolt from the garage and away from the neighbor, who then exit the victim's garage with what appears to be an axe still in hand. The Lorraine assistant fire chief was arrested by sheriff's deputies, booked and jailed on a charge of simple assault, a misdemeanor. He has since bonded out of jail, but could face more charges, according to the victim. Why can't we all just get along? <laughs> or not go after somebody's dog? I mean, it? yeah, like, what's the big deal? Like, uh, do we do we find out what set them off? Like, Well, it sounds like that. what it was is he was accusing the victim of messing with his dog. His dogs were messing with yeah, the victim. Yeah, okay. So that warrants like busting an axe out, like <laughs> after you already got into a fight, right? Just right, already right. Fought and rolled around the driveway together. <laughs> people, I, I people need to learn to calm down. Yeah, this dude was on some serious shit, man. He was like, "Fuck!" Just lost it and grabbed the axe, started fucking some dogs up. Yeah, see, the victim tells 19 News, "I'm still in shock. I feel the pain, and it reminds me of what happened. I can't listen to that video of my dogs being hurt without crying, like." They're like our kids. He oh, knew how yeah. much I loved my dogs. The victim himself suffered a head injury and several broken ribs. One now, of his dogs was left bleeding with a head injury, and he lost a tooth. Now, see, this is the type of story, if you're listening, Robzilla, this is the type of story that you can use to actually miss important things. <laughs> For a dog. For a dog. Like, my dog got attacked by my neighbor with an axe. An axe. <laughs> now, I just have to sit with my dog because it'll freak out. Dog gets upset when I leave. <laughs> when, when you leave, when you're next to him, I asked. I was like, "Has he ever torn anything up?" No. Well, then what's the problem? <laughs> Look at hot sauce laughing. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I love dogs. I love pets. I love animals. Fuck that dog. That motherfucker that got left alone real fucking quick. Yeah. Like, I can leave the house for an hour. You know what I mean? Real fucking quick. <laughs> 19 News attempted to reach the accused, but at this time he had not received a callback. Lorraine Mayor Jack Bradley said the safety service director is reviewing what happened and will handle any discipline as they wait for the case to play out in court. The victim said he has an invisible fence for his dogs around his entire property, and they were in their own yard when all of this happened. He has a future hearing scheduled for a civil protection order against his attacker, who is also his next-door neighbor in the city of Lorraine's as his fire chief. You got to move after that, right? You got to move. Somebody does. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? All right, so what's going on? Let's move up to the next one. Um, I don't know if we need to read the whole article. You know, we're, we're getting on our time here. Uh, let's see if we got any good ones there. Uh, you want, did you want to talk about the, the, the pod? Is that what you want to talk oh, about? Oh yeah. Well, let's mention that one real quick. Put this one in here. Uh, from futurism, uh, one minute rates. So this should be a quick one. Company installs VR enabled masturbation pod for employees. Hell yeah. The, the lead, uh, the lead, uh, Top end bolt here is working hard. A sex startup says it's created a VR-enabled masturbation pod for companies that want to make their employees very uncomfortable very quickly. <laughs> Strip Chat, a porn site, announced in a blog post that it developed something it's dubbed a, quote, wank pod to give company employees a place to encourage a little office onanism. The company even installed one in their own workplace and plans a commercial rollout in the future. Each wank pod is planned to come fully equipped with masturbatory accessories, including a 4K LED screen to watch VR cams boosted by DreamCam technology, an Oculus Quest VR headset, lotion, tissues, and more, the startup wrote in the announcement. Hardly working? There's no word yet on whether Strip Chat will have any takers on the idea. Most likely this is a bit of shameless self-promotion and PR grab, but it does raise some interesting questions about the future of the workplace. Could we envision a future where companies shed conservative ideas surrounding sex? Would a wank pot actually help boost employee morale? Or would the risk of making some workers feel uncomfortable just be too high? And who the hell is supposed to clean this thing anyway? Right. Reg regardless, it's a provocative idea that we wouldn't hold our breath to see if it catch so, on the way they say. Remote work has been normalized over the last few years. Your boss pisses you off. You, you know, you're just, let's say you're just a bystander in this. You see Jerry get pissed at your boss. Jerry comes back an hour later. He's all red faced. He's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I got a. He went to the masturbation pot and. and Totally rubbed one out to get over that. It seems like that, that the Lorraine County fire chief needed one. Yeah, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he wouldn't have fucking tried to chop a dog up over that shit. Jesus, though. I mean, could, I mean, could you, you'd laugh every time you walk past that <laughs> office. I mean, you'd have to. Only right? if it was in use. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I could see hot sauce. Like hot sauce would be the guy fucking with people in it. You know. <laughs> Like pounding on the doors. I'd be waiting outside. Like, come on! I want to see I'm who's beating it. <laughs> you uh, couldn't do it because the fucking dog would be laying outside of it crying. Dog be in there has to be in there with him. Yeah, Rob right. like, hold on a second, Brownie. Hold on. Yeah, you, know, you know, it's like just you, another minute. You go to the restroom at work, and sometimes you check just to see if anybody's in there at all before you go. Like, what are you gonna do with with the pot? Like, yeah, occupied. Give me a few more minutes. But you know how bad a fucking public restroom can be. I bet that motherfucker gets filled. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, you know, the thing is, when we worked with hot sauce, 
you always wanted to like take a shit after hot sauce left for the day. Because <laughs> if hot sauce saw you walking into the bathroom to take a shit, you get in there and then he'd let you get settled in. And then all of a sudden you'd hear that door creak open and the, the trash can to get slid in front of the door. And then you'd hear, how does the blind man know how to wipe his ass? And the lights would shut off on you. You'd be like, fuck. That, that was always ever, the best to do to somebody. Just prop the, the door open. That worked on the floor crew. No, no. Oh, dude. There was this deaf dude named Wesley that used to work on the floor crew. And, uh, I mean, he was really deaf. I'm sorry. He was really deaf. Yeah. And, um, like one night there was, um, <laughs> he was walking, pushing a broom across the front end and the phone was ringing. So I answered the phone and, uh, they're like, Hey, this is so-and-so. Is everybody there from the floor crew? Not like, yeah, There's a dude pushing a broom. We're like, put him on the phone. So the dude walked by. I was like, Hey, phone's for you. And he just kept fucking walking. Like, Fuck this dude. So then he walked back by. I'm like, Hey, phone's for you. And he just kept walking. So I was like, man, this motherfucker ain't, uh, he ain't answering me. He's like, what's he look like? I described him like, oh, he's deaf. He can't hear you. I was like, what do you want me to do? He's like, just call him over and put him on the phone. I'm like, but he's fucking deaf. So <laughs> he got, dude got on the phone and then they fucking did whatever. And then, um, he, uh, he went in the bathroom and was in the back taking a shit. So we went in and, uh, I mean, he's not going to hear you open the fucking door. So he don't know what's coming. Right. So we opened the fucking door and, uh, lit a smoke bomb. And oh, then no. the fucking lights out. And you just heard this thing that just like this, just yeah, oh, like it no. sounded like some kind of a, that's some kind of like a prehistoric beast or something, just screaming in the no. bathroom. Dude, that's so fucked up, man. You know you're going and to then, hell for that, don't you? I know that's the least of my worries. And then, then he started working on the stock crew, so he'd be in an aisle working. And like the dude worked though; he was a good dude. Like we just fucked with him. Like he'd fuck with us back though too. Yeah. And uh, as oh. much as a deaf guy can fuck with you, because he can't sneak up on you, you hear him coming. <laughs> but he um, he would be in an aisle working, and like you'd be stocking like the bags of beans and dry rice and beans and shit. You just cut a bag and grab a handful and just throw them over the aisle. And you just hear, and he, just, just pelting beans and shit over the aisles on him. The bully, man, the bully. This dude was the bully at work, I'm telling you. No. We just had fun. Like, we fuck with you because it was fun. It wasn't a bully. We just had fun. So here's, here's a, this was Rob the other night calling in to us. Uh, guys, uh, uh, I didn't know if we had planned on podcasting tomorrow, but, but, uh, I, um... I have to watch brownies so I can't leave the house. Don't be mad, bye. Don't be mad, bye. Don't be mad, bye. Oh, as much as I love Rob, he frustrates me to no end. You need to get sometimes. like you need to get like the unsolved mysteries theme. Where the hell is Rob? Have you seen <laughs> right. this One time he will probably go, you know, disappearing for a little bit or something. We'll be like, What the fuck did we do to Rob? <laughs> All those times we picked on him when he didn't show up. But What's what happens? What's next, man? Did we have another crazy news article? Or? I think those were the big ones. Those were the big ones. Yeah, I know. Um, oh yeah, I wanted to share my meme of the week. If my mouse wants to wake up, <laughs> it's always it's kind of like tricky because this mouse. I always want to hit this button, and it's a back button, so to like back out of the recording right. and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh god damn it. Here, let me move it over here. So when you get to that meme, the 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 backstory is that uh, 
Kim Kardashian. There was some video of her going around. Like like somebody asked her, like, what's the best advice you can give to women or whatever? She said, you know, get up off your ass and, and work hard and get out there and blah, blah, blah. And it was a very odd thing for, you know, a spoiled rich person to say. Yeah, what is her deal, dude? Like, she's worked in her life. That, hey, that's man, what... she just, she's just got it like I do. Like, you just work until you get to that point where you just cool from <laughs> now on out. I can feel you, Kim. I understand what you're going through. Don't listen to these haters. Stay up, queen. <laughs> Stay up, queen. Hostess is, Hostess is sitting there like, you know, the only difference between me and Car- Kim Kardashian is she ain't got no boxes behind her. Right. She ain't got no what boxes. Me and her is her ass is almost as big as mine. <laughs> you going to walk around in that uh, uh, caution tape dress she had or whatever? Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So for those of you watching on YouTube, and I'll have to post this if you're not watching. I threw it in here. That's right. All comments. But it doesn't give me all comments. It should be in there. Yeah, I know. It's just the way that the web... I hate how the web version of Facebook is so different from the app. This was the meme of the week. Uh, it's it's a picture of Mel Gibson directing the guy playing Jesus. Jim Caviezel from... Yeah. Uh, Passion of Christ. Passion of Christ. Where Jim, Jim is all beaten up and he's got the crown of thorns on. Yeah. But here under you know Mel Gibson, it's Kim Kardashian telling people how hard she works. And then it, Americans one missed paycheck away from homelessness. <laughs> Just get up and and work harder. That's all you need to do. Work harder. Do it, ladies. Do it. If you don't have a a side gig, get you a side gig. If you can't get a side gig, then go to McDonald's and work. Does she uh, and uh, I saw this after that that I guess the Kardashians the TV show is coming back on Hulu or something. Yeah, it's coming back on Hulu. And, and my oh. initial reaction that I sent to you guys was, can we just launch this whole family into the sun yet? Yeah. Because that's really... Can we just get rid of them? Let's be honest. <laughs> like just fucking toast them. You know, I, I enjoy kind of the dumb reality show as much as anybody else, but like, I hate these people. Yeah. <laughs> like They're terrible they, they people. terrible really. people. They, uh, are, they're only famous because what, it was, was their dad OJ's lawyer? Well, he wasn't even the... Yeah. He wasn't even his lawyer, really. Right. He was like the yeah. He was he was like a uh, on the team or whatever lawyer. Yeah. He 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 kind of sat in and advised or something like that. And he still had his law license, I think. Yeah. But he was a famous lawyer. Right. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Yeah. And this was because like because uh, right Chris Jenner was married to Bruce Jenner, and then she married the, this guy, the lawyer. Robert and the lawyer Kardashian. is the Jenner. Well, she was Kardashian. To, she was married to Kardashian, then she married Bruce Jenner. Okay. Okay. So he came later because then you know they had their own show. Yeah. Or whatever. But yeah, they're they're foul people, man. There's just nothing good about them, you know. And that right there proves to you that they live in a different world than all we do. Just, you know, all of us. Just be born rich. Get off your ass and work harder. I always say that's my uh, that's my biggest regret in life is that I wasn't born rich. Right. <laughs> like borrow some money. Or something. Talk to a TV station and get some money. Get them to give you some money. Have your mom release your sex tape. Get paid a lot of money. Did 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 her mom release a sex tape? I saw somebody put it that way. I don't know exactly what what it was, but it was definitely like a whole manufactured incident, really. <laughs> wow. But right. yeah, it is what it is. So blame blame Ray J for the Kardashians. It's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking asshole. Uh, okay. Randy's little brother. Is that right? Yeah, I believe so. Or Mon- Brandy or Monica. It's one of the two's little brother. I think it's Brandy. 
Okay. So what else are we moving on to here, Mr. PBS? I don't know. What do you want to go to next? We can talk about uh, Chick-fil-A being a public nuisance. Or we got we got the new, the Netflix you news. Crazy news. You're going to roll into entertainment shit. Uh, a well, little bit of both. All you need to know from this is that a California city may declare Chick-fil-A a public nuisance. <laughs> because of their long lines. That's the and there's not a fucking Chick Fil A that does not have a fucking drive through right. that wraps around the building out onto the street everywhere. I don't get it, man. I don't click. I don't care how quick that line moves. I'm not waiting out on the street for it. Well, the one over in uh, Grove City, where it's got like dual lines or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it, I mean they just opened one up uh, in Pickerington too, but you don't really see the line for that because it's contained in. A, you know its own little area back off the mainland even, even that one in grove city they're supposed they're supposed to be remodeling the whole parking lot or something to make it better so it's not because it sticks take, out into the take all the parking spots away yeah and make them lanes something, something like that yeah jesus i'll have to go at lunchtime and get a um get you guys a shot of uh, portillo's drive through at lunchtime mm-hmm. oh okay put chick-fil-a's to shame yeah. You know, you, you got you got the raising canes down the street that is almost always out into the middle of a busy road. They're, they haven't been as bad, I think, since they opened the the dining room up again. Oh yeah, but yeah, makes there's sense. still there's still people. I mean, they're lining up like crazy for it. It's like, goddamn, go home. Yeah, I've still seen it. You Listen, go by, Port- you go by around Portillo's like lunch hour after so work. Fucking bad. They opened a Portillo's here in um, in Joliet. It's so fucking bad that it is a drive through only location with three drive through lines. That's how bad Portillo's lines get. <laughs> In a right. new location, they made a drive-through only location with three lines, just because it's how fucking busy they all are, and they're always like that. What do they? What do they make? Uh, Italian beef sandwiches, hot dogs, hamburgers. They're mainly known for their Italian beef sandwiches. Mm-hmm. First time, it, like it's good shit. Like I like Italian beef. I'm, it's one of the things I found here that I enjoy. And um, first time I went, it was um, they have like Italian beef. You can get like a sausage. You can get Italian beef and sausage together. I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna get like a um, like an Italian beef sandwich. And it's got like some chopped sausage on it or something. Mm-hmm. Nah, it's got a whole fucking bratwurst. So I picked <laughs> this soggy ass bun up, take a bite, and pull this whole fucking wiener sticking out the end of my mouth, bobbing <laughs> up. <in> the- <laughs> I got pulled this whole sausage out of the bun. Like, oh shit! <laughs> I didn't think it's gonna be a full sausage. All right. <laughs> so moving on, cover our next topic here. Netflix will prompt subscribers to pay for users outside their households in new tests to address unauthorized password sharing. Netflix will soon launch a test letting primary account holders pay an additional fee for users outside their households, a new attempt by the company to address illicit password sharing. According to Netflix Terms of Service, a customer's account may not be shared with individuals beyond your household. After years of turning a blind eye to password sharing, behavior that falls outside that requirement the company last year ran a limited test prompting users to enter their account credentials as a way to nudge freeloaders into paying for their own accounts now in an upcoming test launching in three countries chile costa rica and peru netflix will let members who share their accounts with people outside their household do so easily and securely while also paying a bit more imagine that yeah according to um uh, what is this name? Cheng Cheng Yi Long. It looks like Chengi. Cheng Yi Long, director of product innovation at Netflix. The new options will roll out in a few uh, the next few weeks in three countries and may or may not expand beyond those markets. 
Let me tell you something. It's three three odd countries to test exactly. market in. Yeah. Netflix is treading on very thin water to begin with. Their price is outrageous now. They're now exceeding all of their competition in price. HBO Max addressed their high price. They did another plan for $9.99 with ads, I believe, or something of that nature. Hmm. And Netflix, in the meantime, they're still sinking money they don't have into entertainment that really isn't that entertaining and (laughs) charging us for it in the bottom line you know every year it's gone up five dollars you know two dollars here five dollars there i mean at what end does netflix take some financial responsibility and say we need to cut back on some of this shit and actually put shit that people want to watch on our stuff before they start fucking canceling before it's 25 and 30 dollars a subscription you know they and it's always sort of been the problem with netflix is they're they're not really a studio like no. they're not like you know hbo max is part of warner brothers and right. warner brothers makes movies that's what they do so they're already always adding you know fresh content every year and netflix hasn't always had that so they you know they, they make some of their own movies now they buy other movies but a lot of their most popular stuff over the years is gone you know, yeah. like the office was one of their the highest at the time. That's gone back to NBC or whatever. They've lost all the Marvel series. Yeah, that is now on Disney Plus. You just gotta make sure you put your adult settings on, so you can watch all that. Like Daredevil, hot sauce. <clears throat> I'm done with it. You're I done with Daredevil? It. Okay. Yeah, finished. I, my goal was to finish it before it left because we didn't know where it was going. Okay, but I, yeah, I, it's, I'm done. I mean, at what what point? You should be glad people are sharing their fucking passwords, Netflix, because, you know, eventually people are going to get tired of your fucking shit and they're just going to cancel and live with it or they'll find another way to watch it like people have always done since shit has come out. (laughs) Like, do these people not know that there's, you know, broken Roku's that you can get? Mm -hmm. Uh, you know the the jailbroken fire sticks and all that yeah and the cable companies aren't doing anything about it they, they never have they probably never will because they want they want the money that the people are paying for the internet you know seems like a lot of streaming services um uh, are getting back to having ads in them yeah which is how they'll you know like, like tv that's how they'll they'll make the, a lot of their revenue look who gives a shit if they put an ad on the home screen or something or right you know, flash an ad before you watch it. You know, who fucking cares? I just get ready to say, I fucking hate the pre-roll ads. Do you? <laughs> I fucking hate them. I'd li- I'd rather do a pre-roll ad than in the middle ad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that. I mean, in the middle, I'm just like, really? Come on. I'll watch uh, some shows on like the IMDB TV and they've got like a couple of yeah. ads during it and it's always oh, kind of a little jarring because they kind of come at funky spots, but you know, it's right. They're all like, you know, two minutes or less. And they all, they all tell you like how long they are. Yeah. So it's not quite that big of a deal, especially if you're getting it for free or whatever. Um, yeah, I just think it's ridiculous. I mean, are they really losing what do, do they really think they're going to gain much money from this? Hard to tell. Like, and, and I mean, that's like if you're how are they going to stop you from logging in at a different place? Like, what if I just I'm visiting somewhere and I want to mm-hmm. you my Netflix while mm-hmm. I'm here? That, that, you think that'd be hard to hard to manage hard to police exactly right and it's it, they probably you know there's they, i'm sure they've got stuff they can you know ip blocks and checks and stuff like that if i'm logging in here in illinois 
and my account's logging in Ohio, you know, 17 times a week and Illinois 17 times, they're going to be like, nah, that motherfucker ain't, you know. Yeah, there's something up there. Then next week it logs in twice in New Mexico because I'm on vacation. Then the next week it logs back in Illinois. It's not even going to be a blip on their fucking radar. It's going to be like when you take a vacation and you have to call your bank. Like, don't turn my bank card (laughs) off. I'm in Florida this weekend. It seems like they're going to... You know, like like when you set up an account, sometimes they'll they'll put like a password on the screen. Like we're sending this code to your phone. Put it in here, and it seems like they might do something like that. Where you, they got to send you the code, and you got to put it in to get your account. Okay, so take a picture of it and send it to the person, <laughs> right, <laughs> right? And they'll just sign you in, right? Like there's no way they can police it, you know. Yeah. But, but it's still going to be logged in in those two different locations, though. You're going to be logging in in Ohio. I'm logging in in Illinois. They're going to be like, you're not in Ohio and Illinois. I guess your address on your credit card is in Illinois. I guess so. Unless you use a VPN. Well, you could always say, oh, well, somebody from my household's in Ohio right now. Yeah. Yeah. I I just don't know how they they get, you know, like, oh, somebody from my household's there. They're using their their account. You know, I pay for a family account. Right. It's got five accounts on it. (laughs) But. Like you said, they're already one of the more expensive streaming services. Yeah. And just, they seem to be going up faster than everybody else. I, I don't think, I, I just don't see it as good business for them. Yeah, that's my opinion. But no, they I'm, find I'm some way to implement plans right now. It's $9.99 for basic, $15.49 for standard, $19.99 for premium. Yep. And then it looks like there's a little chart in that article. Like they want, they want another three bucks to add Three that to five bucks or to, seven to bucks add a line or whatever you'd want to call it yeah, like that you know? add your password sharing but yeah. realistically though i mean think about that though you you share you shared an account with robzilla right no i he gave me his password for a while yeah right so if if you're sharing his password and then they implement this and it goes hey man we know this isn't you you know give us an extra three bucks would you pay three bucks for that netflix account that wouldn't be too bad yeah so i mean i don't I, I get both sides of it. I don't think it's as horrible. It, something needs to happen with the prices. I mm-hmm. think, you know, a couple bucks to add someone on that isn't a member of your household is not bad. Right, that's but not the terrible. Price, something has to happen with the price. But at that point, why don't you just have the premium subscription, you know, and not worry about it at that point? Well, you, you'd get, you just get one person to get this. How, how many, the question is like, how many subscriptions would they let you have? Yeah. Like, can I, how can many I add ons? Can I get can I get the premium and like give give it to like thirty people for three bucks? You know, <laughs> I don't think right. they would let you get away with that. Right, that, that'd be another question. Okay, so moving on, um, Amazon has officially acquired MGM, haven't they? Right, is that the yes. uh, eight point five billion merger? Yeah. Yep. So Amazon Prime's going to have some good shit. I mean, they already have most of this stuff. I thought. Uh, I think it depends on the year because a lot of the MGM stuff is actually on HBO Max if it's like pre-1980 something, 1990-something. But it's a big deal. I mean, I think they've been working on this one for a couple of years. MGM, uh, probably the biggest franchise right now that they have is is Bond, 007. Right, right. And that was that was I think that was a sticking point at some point because MGM kind of owns part of Bond and I think like Sony owned part of Bond. Hmm. And it... it MGM was having some financial difficulties, I thought. They pulled out of that, I think, with one of the Bond movies. Something like that. Well, you know, like, yeah. you know, obviously the pandemic was hurting them having to wait that long to put out some movies like like the Bond movie. They were in trouble with the, the first uh, recession that we had, mm-hmm. you know, when Obama came out or whatever. Obama was president. 
So I mean, it, it looks it looks like I say it's uh, what's it say here uh, per Amazon. The storied, nearly century-old studio with more than 4,000 film titles, 17,000 TV episodes, 180 Academy Awards, and 100 Emmy Awards will complement Prime Video and Amazon Studios work in delivering a diverse offering of entertainment choices to customers. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm definitely glad somebody's saving it if it, if it was still in trouble. Yeah. I, I'm kind of sad that, like, Amazon and Disney's, like, buying everything up. Yeah, it, it does suck. Um, but you know, I mean, Especially when it comes to a movie studio, you'd like an artistic maybe we'll get movie some, studio uh, running it not necessarily business people maybe we'll get some some good amazon prime original movies in tv out of this deal well it seems like that's what they want they they're because they got the ip now yeah so you know people have been people have been going through talking about like what do they own like they have a studio right well it's uh you know like uh somebody mentioned killer clowns from outer space a lot of people that's sort of like a cult favorite amongst people i i used to watch that movie as a kid and i know that's the reason why i hate clowns <laughs> And that's one of those ones that maybe MGM's been holding up sequels getting made over the years. Cotton so if they go, you know, like I say, you got Bond, you got the Rocky movies. So there's there's a whole lot that they can do with that if they got the money and want to do it. Creed. There'll yep. be another Creed movie coming out too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's a win for Amazon, if you ask me. And you think big. like you think eight five eight point five billion is kind of a steal for all of that, but yeah. <laughs> kind of a steal, you know. Amazon is now in charge of James Bond. They did pay. Uh, what? What, what did, didn't they pay? Like a billion dollars for the Lord of the Rings rights for the new series or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they paid for something series, ridiculous yeah. for that. So they're 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 throwing their money around. And yeah. Um. So they also announced this week we're getting a sequel to I Am Legend with Will Smith and uh, that Michael B. Jordan was supposed Michael to be Michael B. The Jordan, yeah, protege or whatever they're going to do with it. So, I mean, so. It's been a while since I've watched I Am Legend, and I can't remember. Does he die in the original? Or is I thought that the he did. Ending did you watch? That's what I'm trying to think. Is it the alternate ending that he dies in the original? Um, the alternate ending, ending he lives. The, the alternate ending he, he lives. So are we going with the alternate ending and he survives and makes it into this sequel, or is he just so. is he just going to be like a video tape, you know, instructing somebody? But. Yeah, I don't know how that's going to shake I, out. I still just want a good adaptation. I, I don't. I don't. I remember seeing that one in the theater. It was okay, but it. I, I liked it. I didn't. I didn't like it as an adaptation of uh, I Am Legend. But it, I've it was never okay read the movie. book, so I can't really have a argument or the the ending. Against. The ending's different. Yeah. In the ending, it turns out that like all the people are still normal. They just can't go out in the sunlight. Oh. So, so basically, he's just going through murdering people. And he turns out like, oh, I'm the bad guy of this story. That would have been a way better ending. Yeah. So, it, and that's how some of the other like, if you watch, uh, maybe that's how the second one will end. Could be. But if you watch like uh, Vincent Price's Last Man on Earth, that was that was an adaptation. Uh, Charles Charlton Heston's Omega Man. That's kind of a more closer adaptation in some ways. So, so I've, we've never gotten like a super duper close book adaptation, which would be cool. But the movie was all right for what it was trying to do. I think. Yeah, that was. Uh... He had the dog, and it was real sad. He had to put his dog down or whatever, because it Spoiler it was, alert. yeah, it was changing. If you haven't seen I Am Legend by now, there's something wrong with you. It's uh, can you imagine? We we need to do like I Am Robzilla. <laughs> I Am Robzilla, but like Robzilla can't go out and kill anybody because he's got to stay home with the dog. Yeah, but yeah. It, look, it looks like this is still Rob's really... avoided the pandemic because he can't leave the house because <laughs> his dog will freak out and die. 
it's just Robzilla walking around in the post-apocalyptic world with his little dog uh, carrier on his back. Uh, hey, guys, do you got some insulin? <laughs> Raiding the pharmacies for insulin. Yeah. Oh, man. Is that, I, I just, do we really need a sequel? I mean, I guess it's a popular enough movie, that, but it's been years since that one came out, hasn't it? Uh, 2007. Yeah. Seven. That's a long time. I mean, going on 14, 15 years. Yeah, that's crazy. I might actually watch that when you when you leave tonight. But yeah, it looks like it's still pretty early in the in the whole thing. But yeah, okay. Well, right on. Yeah, I would like to see. You know, I I didn't see. I don't know if I've seen any of Will Smith's last couple of movies. He had like the one where he was Venus and Serena's dad and all that. Yeah, I haven't watched that. King Richard. Yeah, but he seems like he's not quite the force that he once was. Big big draw name. I didn't watch the Gemini sci-fi man movie. Was hot he did. ass. What'd you say? Was it Gemini Man? It was hot ass. Yeah, that, yeah, the one that was supposed to be a million frames or whatever it was. Yeah, that wasn't as good as they thought it would be. Um, what was the sci-fi movie he did? I want to say it was like After Earth or yeah, something like that. I I never that watched that. Yeah, or like his son survives the spaceship crash or something. Right. I never watched. Well, isn't that a uh, Shyamalan M Night Shyamalan movie? It might be. I think it is. Uh, yes, Bob, it look it up. God damn it! <laughs> What's that? After After Earth, 2013. M yep. Night Shyamalan directed, co-wrote it with Gary Whitta. Yeah, I never watched that. I need to watch it now. I didn't either. I I watched Old, by the way, and I keep meaning to see that one. Uh, you know, yeah, Old, where the people go on the beach and. I think it was M. Night's last movie right yeah. now. Oh, I wanted to see that. Yeah, I rented it uh, last weekend and watched it. Um, it's your typical M. Night Shyamalan movie. I heard it's, it got like it got pretty good reviews. Some people didn't like the ending or something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know how it is. Twist. Yeah, <laughs> well, the whole time you just spend your... You spend the whole movie, you spend your, your time thinking like, well, what is going on here? And then, you know, the ending is just dropped on you, obviously. But it, some people don't like it. It, it, it. I mean, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. So it's worth a watch. I mean, you know, if you're bored, you know, go rent it for five bucks or whatever and watch it. Seems like his last, you know, four or five or a handful of movies would have been pretty, pretty well received. And that one with the, the kids going to the grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I forget that, that was, was fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, that one was good. Um, I don't know. I, I'm an M Night Shyamalan fan, so yeah, I'll watch like, it. I watch anything he yeah, does. But I mean, so, you know, it, it, it. People are right. It is hit and miss with him sometimes, but for the most part, he usually usually sets you a good movie for an hour, or whatever. Um, okay, so we got one thing left, and we're going to talk about Antlers. It premiered on HBO Max. What, a couple weekends ago? Uh, maybe the big, maybe a month ago. Maybe the beginning of February, like February 10th or 11th, something like that. About we a month were, ago, yeah. We were meaning to talk about it, but we cut it. You know, by the time we all watched it, and then uh, the last show, it just, we ran out of time and I cut it. And honestly, it was just to hurt Rob's feelings. <laughs> uh, you guys really wanted to talk about Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, well, I know he, he would want to talk about that more. That was a little bit more exciting. But Antlers, um, 
I thought it was just okay. I mean, it didn't, it was different. Um, it didn't do anything, you know, extraordinary to win me over or anything like that. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys think? I, I was, I mostly liked it. I thought it started out pretty good. It's uh, produced by uh, Guillermo del Toro. So that kind of, yeah. kind of what drew me in, but it's basically like, uh, it's like in Oregon or whatever, the Pacific Northwest. And it starts out with like some, some kid kind of helping his dad in like their underground meth lab. Yeah. And basically they, I don't know if it's a spoiler. I don't think it really is, but it, they awaken something sort of, and it's of course part of like the Wendigo legend. And basically it kind of like gets into the dad and the kid, kid like has to hide it. Right. And you know, there's other little sub stories going around, like Carrie Russell's a teacher in there and, and she's moved back home from California or something because whatever was happening there didn't work out. Was the relationship with her and the brother a little weird? Uh, how do you how do you mean weird? It felt awkward. Yeah. yeah. And I don't think it, that was something that maybe could have been explained a little better because obviously... It felt like they were a little too close. Well, Carrie Russell's character has sort of like flashbacks throughout the movie of her dad basically sexually abusing her, almost yeah. sexually abusing her. And it seems like she left as a young, a young woman and then now she's back and... Maybe maybe the brother was abused, or maybe the brother yeah wasn't, but couldn't do anything to stop the dad, and that's sort of like one of the little subplots. Yeah, that I mean that makes more sense now, but it, it, yeah, it was just awkward, you yeah. know. Like, of course, it, like the the it felt like it was two separated people moving back in with each other, right? <laughs> like right. trying to work things out. Like it was, Didn't it was feel just like a brother and sister. No, not at all. <laughs> Don't move my shit. <laughs> I just remember that part yeah. of the movie. Don't move it. I want it here. I know where it's at. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, I like I like that. Um, I like that. It started off real well. It kind of had like a true detective season one kind of feel to it. Right. There's sort of this these hints about like the opioid e- epidemic and like how you know jobs aren't what they used to be around here. Yeah. And I thought that was like a really neat kind of undertone. And it's kind of like one of the things I didn't like is they didn't really come back to it toward the end. I feel like it felt like the movie needed like a, a, like they needed the person who owned the mind, who shut it down, who turned out to be part of the opioid epidemic. It yeah. Felt, felt like it was kind of missing a bad guy. That's, I felt like I wanted a little bit more out of it. Like if it would have been a show, I would have been like the, a little bit more ecstatic about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Like you said, there was just something missing from it, yeah. you know, that, that needed like a little redemption story for the town. Yeah, just yeah. Get back on their feet, or families get back together, get your shit together, or something. Right, because part of part of the plot is like the you know the spirit of the Wendigo goes after people with like weak souls or weak hearts or whatever or evil hearts or you know people who've kind of been beaten down. And like I, said, I like that a lot. Like the the movie starts out pretty well and kind of it's dark and it's got a lot of tension, but by the end of it, it just kind of becomes like a, another monster movie. And it didn't. I didn't love the ending. The monster bash. <laughs> yeah, it, the ending was just kind of like, oh, it's over. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, I get it. I, you know, so I, I I liked it, but I didn't love it, and it was a little different, but nothing. I I, I didn't I didn't finish it. But like, wow, that was really really good. You know. What did you? If okay, letterbox rating. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I gave it a rating, but I, I'd go. You never like a, give anything a rating. I, I told I you. It, that. It's tough for me to give new movies ratings, just because I like to sit with them a while. I'd probably give it like a three, maybe maybe a three I, and a half. I gave it a two and a half. Yeah. I just thought it was an average horror yeah. movie. Hot I, sauce. Two and a half. Two, two and, and a half. Because it, I, 
I enjoyed watching it, but I didn't think it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I mean, that's perfect. I, I liked it, but I didn't love that's it. Kinda, that's kind of how I felt with this and uh, old. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if, if the ending of Antlers had kind of been more on par with the beginning, I could have rated it like three and a half easy. I felt like Carrie Russell needed some great line that she had to scream at the end. <laughs> she she needed her like a Ripley moment, like, get away from her, you bitch. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, where are those moments at in movies nowadays? Mm-hmm. They're not there. Well, you know, there's, there's that whole big talk about how, uh, especially like horror movies, they're all like these A24, you know, like existential dread, you know, movies that are yeah. like just super dark. People are like, where's the fun horror movies now? Exactly. So I I get some of that, but I but I like the A two four stuff too, and all all the sort of deeper, every, darker, dreadful movies. Every once in a while, I just need somebody to yell "motherfucker" or "bitch," you know, or you know, "you ugly motherfucker." <laughs> I mean, come on, it's your predator vibes. Yeah, get some get some good hero vibes going there, or some redemption. Mm-hmm. But I thought I thought the new Scream did kind of good with that yeah it was it was definitely a fun one that had some really killer moments which by the way uh whorehound cincinnati mm-hmm. uh not this weekend but next weekend they got the cast of scream there mm-hmm. they got- nev campbell uh matthew lillard and um the other killer the skeet yeah skeet and then old- jamie kennedy's gonna be there too mm-hmm. be cool. i think i think we're gonna go friday and sunday yeah you want to come have to think about it might do that yeah you know that's our that's our stomping grounds for fun time you know mm-hmm. yeah well they were supposed to have a big uh i don't know if big is the word but they were supposed to have like three or four people from the thing yeah i think one of them canceled oh, well one of them canceled and i think the other two or three decided to reschedule because they want to they, they kind of want to all be there at the same time yeah so they're going to do another one at in cincinnati in september they're trying oh, to nice. work that out that's cool ah Man, I think we we gave a long show tonight with a lot of crazy news. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked some shit about Rob Zilla, as always. Uh, man, yeah. what else can we give the people? <laughs> I mean, when you think about it, I mean, hopefully Rob can leave his house tomorrow and, you know, in two weeks when we do the sleazies. That's right. So we'll be busy with that. We got to get everything in order for that. Yeah, start doing some categories and categories. Some catch nominees. up on a few movies. Yes, and like I've been watching a shitload of movies. Mm-hmm. I watched House of Gucci, Lady Gaga, and Lady Gaga. She puts on a show. Yeah, she spares. <laughs> she spares nothing. Somebody was talking about because because Ridley Scott did House of Gucci and he did The Last Duel. All came out like last year. Oh yeah, I've been meaning to check out The Last Duel. It's on. It's on Max. HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. I heard it was good. People, well, people were kind of making fun of it, and then every everybody I see was like, "Oh yeah, I watched it. It's really good." <laughs> I just can't get past uh, what's his face, the way he looks in it, the haircuts and all that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that mullet, that medieval mullet he's got. Like, whoa, hot sauce is just chilling there, like just playing with the hair. He's with trying to get his mullet cuts. on now. This troll mullet. It's not really, it's not really. <laughs> man, you got to get a haircut, man. Slick it but back. Do I? Yeah. Slick it back into your razor Ramon. Flip, flip the back back. But do I? I'm I mean, start, do I really have? I'm to? starting to worry about you. <laughs> Why? I'm a fucking sound mind and body. Just had my doctor's visit for my six months with my primary. He's is like, that is that the one where uh, all the old people had their phones turned all the way up? Them motherfuckers, man. <laughs> <laughs> Them motherfuckers, man. <laughs> fucking old people. 
I think I think speaker phones are the worst because everybody is talking on speaker phone. I hate them. And it's like you're trying not to listen, but at the same time, it's somebody sitting there yelling at their phone, so it's not like you can't right, not listen. Right, sitting there doing FaceTime. I'm at the doctor's, and you can hear them talking about eating their fucking toast. And I'm like, bitch, put your shit away. <laughs> like, do you really need to FaceTime someone when you're getting ready to go in and see the doctor? Right, right even when in the you, fucking waiting room. Put your headphones in and listen to some music. And you've said... Uh, I just sit there and play on my phone. Didn't they have, didn't they have like, the, uh, the ringer with the notification, like, the light going off on the back of their phone? Yeah. Yeah, it's it when you could tell because it's the phone ring from Facebook Messenger. Mm-hmm. It's that very distinct ringtone that they've got, and it's just fucking ringing away, and the fucking flash <laughs> is flashing, and she's got it sitting there, and it's flashing, and it's like I've seen that for people just talking and talking, and they got the flashlight on the back of their phone. It's just <laughs> driving you, right. driving you nuts. Yeah, come on, well, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but no, my my mental state is very good. I am of sound mind and body right now. I am fat, but we're working on that. We'll switch some medications around for me. See what we can do. Okay, good news. I'm glad you're healthy. Weather's about to warm up, so the dogs will want to go for their walk now. <laughs> got a clean bill of health for another six months. Um, well, since since my heart failure diagnosis, I do three year contracts. I tell Sharon I'd sign three year contracts. <laughs> Okay. I think I've got like a year, year and a half left on this one. Then I'll lock in for another three. You lock, you, you lock in on it? <laughs> I'll be around for three more years. Okay. Good deal. If I decide to renew. Well, good deal. I'm happy to hear that. <laughs> but like I said, uh, that's all we have for you. This has been episode 128 of the Sleazy Podcast. Uh, we should be back in two weeks for the Sleazies, hopefully. Hopefully there will be no dog sitting. For that i'm gonna make i want to make rob wear a tuxedo shirt too <laughs> like he's got to buy one um i might get a dog in the next two weeks just to not come to the just show just to not come to the show like you've totally found your excuse haven't You're you like look this dog's new it's gonna take me at least a couple years to break them in i don't know guys <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah um so my call to action as always is to share the show with one person from there we'll get another person to listen and another person to listen um, you can get sleazy shirts too, sleazy podcast merchandise. If you go to our profile and get our, uh, we have a little link there that has all of our um things, but it'll be a Teespring uh link there. You can go on there. There's a Keep It Sleazy shirt. There's a Ghostbuster themed sleazy podcast mm-hmm. shirt. There's our regular sleazy podcast shirt. You can get them in long sleeve short sleeve hoodies any color you want just about um and they're they're priced pretty good i would say so but just think of it if you're buying a t-shirt you're helping the podcast out so you know it's going to a good place but as always that's all we have for you and remember keep it sleazy Thanks for listening to the Sleazy Podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and remember, listen to Sleazy.